The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So welcome to this beginning of the week, this uh, weekday's week that is between these two holidays that we have. Kind of a, in some ways, a liminal or limbo or alternative kind of week for many people. And... Uh, we have a new theme. So last week the topic was uh, the four right efforts where the emphasis is to let go or the unwholesome and develop the wholesome. And today, this, this week, I wanted to uh, talk about five wholesome states that can be cultivated and developed that are, uh, appreci- could be appreciated in our lives. And it's not the common wholesome states that uh, this early Buddhist tradition is maybe most associated with. Um, often uh, the Buddha would uh, begin a Dharma talk to lay people, especially on the topic of generosity. Generosity is often a preeminent wholesome state in our tradition. Uh, he might also uh, talk about uh, states of ethical integrity. Uh, kind of uh, wholesome integrity. There might be uh, meditative joy and happiness, tranquility. Um, <clears throat> a variety of things that are fairly well known in our tradition. And But uh, for this week I want to do something which is not so emphasized, or hardly at all, that um, the Buddha put a particular uh, emphasis on, an importance of, as wholesome states uh, to be developed or cultivated or to be evoked uh, in preparation for real insight, to really be able to see deeply uh, into the nature of our hearts, our minds, our lives. And, um, and so uh, these uh, five wholesome states are um, to be our, a readiness of mind, a malleability of mind, a mind free of hindrances, a, um, a, um, I think the, uh, a, a, I forget the fourth moment. The fifth is uh, a bright mind or a confident mind. So ready, receptive, uh, free of hindrances, um, uh, right at the moment, maybe some of you remember the fourth, but we'll, we'll get to it. I, somehow it slipped my mind. And um, so these are uh, five states that the Buddha would evoke in people in preparation for giving uh, the deepest dharma he has, the deepest teachings he had. And so he would give a dharma talk to to prepare people for uh, deep teachings. and prepare. And these are the five ways in which he prepared their minds. So the first is, um, the word is kala, K-A-L-L-A, and it's, um, um, it's usually translated as uh, a ready mind, a readiness of mind. It's a mind that's receptive 
that is available, that's prepared uh, in order to receive something really uh, significant to be. And, um, and so one of the functions of meditation is in fact to uh, cultivate this readiness of mind. Uh, the Zen master is Suzuki Roshi, the founder of San Francisco Zen Center, in his book, Zen My Beginner's Mind. Um, his uh, definition of mindfulness uh, was, is, uh, in fact, a readiness of mind. And um, to be ready and available to attend to whatever might be coming up next, the next thing that arrives in the present moment. If we're distracted, if we're already uh, retrospective retro, uh, thinking, like thinking back at what just happened, then we're not there for the next moment, the next moment. And, um, and this art of being able to let go of what just happened enough, not think about it, dwell in it, to really be fresh and available, ready for the next moment, is a phenomenal gift when many people feel like they're obligated to review and think about and criticize and comment and be weighed down by what happened in the past, even if it's just a few moments before. And this readiness, it's always available, always open for the next thing, the next thing, um, is, uh, is um, a mind which is prepared, a mind which is receptive, is available to be changed. And this is one of the aspects of readiness of mind is to be ready and available to be changed. There's a, some idea that a real dialogue with other people, if you have a conversation that it's a dialogue, um, a dialogue is only possible if uh, each person is willing to be changed. If we're stubborn or resistant and kind of in a dialogue or in you know some kind of serious conversation with someone and we're not willing to change, there's not possible uh, possibility of dialogue. Of dialogue in this kind of definition is one where maybe each person is changed by the conversation. They learn something new, they see something new, they understand something in a new way. Or... So the same thing with meditation. Um, are you available to be changed? And uh, I don't think uh, that's such an easy thing to be because of the intensity in which many of us will be involved in our concerns, our beliefs, our attitudes uh, that we have. And, um, and so we're holding on to it or resisting something or we're, we're hunkered down or tight or frozen in time even sometimes. And um, so part of meditation practice and in time of the Buddha, part of a Dharma talk was to... Uh, uh, engage people in such a way, engage yourself in such a way that uh, something softens and opens and relaxes, and you kind of finally arrive here. A uh, turning point in meditation practice is arrival, when you really feel, oh, I'm here, I've arrived, I'm in the present moment. Of course you are, you always are, but uh, the mind, the attention, the thoughts are not. And so in a sense, uh, the life energy is going someplace else. And when you're conscious, conscious, alive attention settles here on this moment, uh, then uh, we've arrived. And that's the beginning of being available, of being ready, uh, kind of receptivity. 
And um, the um, so part of understanding this uh, uh, is to understand that it's important, it's valuable, appreciate the role and place of this kind of readiness here and understanding what gets in the way of it. And so each of us probably has the top tunes, the top uh, maybe three concerns, ways of being in the mind that prevent us from being ready. It might be that we have uh, chronic anxiety about what's happening and needing to plan. And so the planning is to get ready, but it's not being ready for whatever's here a kind of willingness to almost not know, not assert, not project uh, onto life because we're anxious or we want. Another top one might be uh, uh, wanting pleasure, wanting good things, wanting delight. And wanting is not a bad thing in and of itself, but it can... uh, if it's too intense or too caught up in it, then um, we're not available, we're not present for what's actually here. The art of having desire is having desire with such a light touch that um, it doesn't blind us to here and now. And then there's also the top kind of what interferes with maybe readiness is some preoccupation about the past. Uh, emotional preoccupation, maybe resentment, maybe delight, um, or some kind of um, a reviewing and some kind of trying to figure out. Or uh, so, anyway. So those are possibilities. But what are the what are the top three ways in which your mind operates that interferes with your mind being ready? your mind being uh, present in a way that doesn't overlay your preoccupations, your projections, your, your knowing, your belief that you know what's happening, your belief that in your opinions about what's happening. A readiness is a willingness to put those opinions aside as if so we can see and hear and know in a, as if everything is new. And in a certain way, they are. And if we don't see in this way that everything is new, then there's a way in which uh, we limit the possibilities for our own transformation, our own way of being changed, which is part of the purpose of cultivating this readiness of mind. Because the ultimate purpose the Buddha gave for this was to give deep teachings in order to awaken people, in order to, what he called, opening the Dharma eye. So, um, the, um, so a wholesome state to be cultivated. We begin by appreciating it, the value of it, the uh, value of having a readiness, an availability, and then to evoke it or recognize it in ourselves and let it expand, let it grow. Let it push against the edges of what gets in the way of that, 
so you really see the what interferes with it and um, and then experiment with what it's like to live in this world ready available receptive with a kind of not knowing mind meaning that you know the mind doesn't assert or insist that it knows everything it's available so uh, this is a wonderful wholesome state of mind that supports a wholesome life supports a wise life supports a compassionate life supports the ongoing development of this practice that we do and um, and it's one of five states that the Buddha emphasized and we'll go through the next four and maybe all in um, in preparation for the coming year maybe we're getting ready for uh, for 2023. So thank you very much and I appreciate this chance uh, to be with you all.